Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray and I talk about all the cuts from NXT this past weekend. And where do we go with NXT with all these rumors about a rebranding? Are they true? And if so, why? Also, speaking of NXT, one of the biggest stars to come out of NXT, formerly Enzo Amore, joins us to talk about it as well right here on the Busted Open Podcast. You know, I was watching No Country for Old Men, Bully, and I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but there's a quote from that movie that I think kind of plays in to what we're going to talk about today, and that is, you can't change what's coming. And there is change coming, and we've been talking about it a lot here on Busted Open, and that's NXT. Uh, Friday, late Friday, as a matter of fact, I think right at the start of SmackDown, on Friday night, word came down that 12 talents from the NXT brand has been released. Obviously, some surprise names on that list as well. And it's gotten a lot of people talking. And, man, if you thought that WWE was perceived as the evil empire before, that perception was strong over this past weekend, Bully. Without a doubt. A lot of people, uh, you know, complaining again about the releases. I will do my best today to answer every single one of your questions as honestly and fairly as possible about what's going on in there. This round of releases, I don't think should have shocked anybody. There was maybe a name or two there that I personally would have kept around. But for the for the most part, there was a lot of talent there who Dave... We didn't even know their names. Yeah. Not a clue, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of these names probably shouldn't surprise anybody, but there were a few names that did surprise people, Bully. And, you know, I think at the top of the list would be Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed, who we just spoke to a week ago, (laughs) you know, somebody who was in a main event match on NXT. We spoke to, you know, 
the day of his match, and he was one of the names that was let go on Friday night. If I was in creative, if I had the pencil, if I had a say in the matter, there is no way in hell I would ever get rid of Bronson Reed. Just watching him work in the ring, uh, seeing his potential, a, a traditional super heavyweight, uh, the likes of a Bam Bam Bigelow, not quite sure why you would get rid of a guy like this. Um, tons of ups, upside to a guy like Bronson. Every time we've seen him in the ring, I know I've appreciated and enjoyed his performance. Don't understand this one at all. Maybe if uh, there were rumors that these releases were more from Vince than anybody else. Like Vince almost handpicked them. Like I said, these are the rumors. Maybe Vince looks at a guy like Bronson and says, he's too heavy. Because Vince does have that. He wants his wrestlers to be in more, you know, look the part a lot more. Be in cosmetic shape. Be, in, you know, look like, uh, you know, like you belong on TV. I have never been a huge believer in that. The pro wrestling world that I come from and that you come from, Dave, is all shapes and sizes and colors and characters and whatever. As long as you are a, a, a good uh, wrestler, as long as you're a good performer, a good worker, your look is unique to you. Look at a Bam Bam Bigelow or look at any other big man in the business. Um, so, yeah, I would, have, I would have never let him go. All of the others, I'm not shocked by. Well, I mean, let's, let's dive in just a little bit. And you mentioned Vince McMahon, and from all reports, and we'll read some uh, comments from Dave Meltzer. He said this was strictly, this had nothing to do with Triple H or Shawn Michaels. This was strictly Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, and Bruce Pritchard that made these cuts. And as you know, Bully, we talked about it here on Busted Open, wasn't too long ago that Vince McMahon did the tour of the Performance Center of NXT. And a couple of names from NXT started appearing on Monday Night Raw, Karrion Cross being the biggest one. He's your NXT champion. And we're get very confused at the way that Karrion Cross was used on Monday Night Raw. But now you're seeing people let go. Over the last year, Bully, between wrestlers and behind-the-scenes personnel, you're close to 100 people with the WWE that's been let go over the last year. Now, in the, in the world of wrestling, you know, we've seen AEW. We've seen Ring of Honor where even during very difficult times when they weren't even producing TV shows – they still paid their employees. WWE, you know, they're looking at the bottom line because unlike a lot of other pro wrestling companies, Bully, to be fair, they have shareholders that they need to speak to. Nick Khan was brought in not to build storylines. Nick Khan wasn't brought in not to build up personnel and wrestlers. Nick Khan was brought in to make that bottom line look better perception-wise to their shareholders and factually. So that's his job to do. But from everything we're hearing, this was like, again, John Laurinaitis, Vince McMahon, and Bruce Pritchard trimming the fat on these rosters. And I think a lot of people who watch NXT, these are names that have been important over the last year. Bronson Reed. There, there's reports that Jake Atlas, who's one of the names that was let go, that was, was doing interviews less than 24 hours before being let go which again is amazing to me. If you're having somebody do a media tour and yet 
you let him go. It's it's interesting when you look at the names. Leon Ruff is somebody that's been an underdog character on NXT and has been involved in some major storylines. Mercedes Martinez, we've seen lately be involved in big matches and main event storylines. Tyler Rust is a part of a new faction they just created on NXT called Diamond Mine. Uh, Bobby Fish, part of maybe one of the bigger factions in the WWE over the last decade, was let go. So the undisputed era as we know it is no more. Um, so a lot of names are names that are very, very familiar to the WWE universe. Bully. Like you said, there's some names here that weren't familiar, but there's a lot of names that were familiar for sure. As I was driving the other day, I was really giving this some thought. And it might even be before we spoke yesterday on the phone and we were chatting a little bit about what's going on. And I thought to myself, okay, why is Vince doing this to NXT? What's going on? Because it's not obviously the obvious reasons. Remember when Vince bought ECW out of bankruptcy court and he owned it? Yes. Let's just say you were Vince McMahon and you would have bought a company like ECW at a bankruptcy court and you decided to bring it back and breathe some life in it. Why would you be doing that? For what reason? Well, because it's a brand that fans are familiar with, a, a brand that's popular, and it's got a little bit of a cool edge to it. So maybe you can bring that to your product and carry that vibe over to yours. Cool edge to it. Kind of like yeah. NXT, right? Yep. People liked it. It was a popular brand. I mean, before AEW came around, those takeovers in NXT, NXT was kind of the AEW before AEW came around, right? Yeah, I, I always thought it was like a, a bigger version of Ring of Honor. You know, had more, you know, had money behind it and the WWE machine behind it. And NXT was born out of Ring of Honor because uh, Hunter was smart enough to realize that that Ring of Honor style uh, there was a fan base for it, so they created their own version of it. Ring of Honor is very important uh, within the course of the past 20 years of wrestling. Uh, a lot of positives from Ring of Honor, but they get lost in the shuffle because they never took steps forward as a company, but what the company was able to do propelled so many stars you know, to, to, you know, into the, to the next realm. Well, a bu Bully, let's be factual here. Would there be an AEW without Ring of Honor? Would there be an nope. NXT without Ring of Honor? So you're talking about two of the bigger shows that we love, and for a while we're going head-to-head -head on Wednesday night. They were bred out of Ring of Honor. If Ring of Honor tells Cody and the Bucks, no, you cannot do all-in, history takes a completely different turn. I'm not saying that Cody and the Bucks would have never eventually got to it, but we are not where we are right this very second. Ring of Honor could have said, nope, you're under contract to this company. That's it. You're not doing your all-in. End of story. Th that's fact. No, or, If anybody disputes it, you're ignorant. Or if Ring of Honor would have pu you know, publicized themselves as being a big part of all-in, things might have been different for Ring of Honor right now. One of the biggest mistakes that Ring of Honor has ever made was not putting the Ring of Honor, the ROH logo, on all in. It should have read Ring of Honor and the Elite present 
all in because that was a much better representation of what that show was because without ring of honors production and money and yada yada behind all in all in doesn't happen anyway that's a separate story but it's an honest and truthful story um ecw and nxt ecw is cool it was edgy vince brings it back there are many of us who believe that vince mcmahon brought ecw back for one reason do you know what it was dave what's that to kill it. He was going to wring as much... He was going to get as much blood out of that stone as possible. And then he was going to kill it. Because he could not stand to hear those letters ECW anymore. And guess what? It was his to kill. He could do whatever he wanted with it. I own ECW. If I want to push it to the moon, I will. And if I want to destroy it, I will. All right. What's your point, Bubba? NXT. Vince owns NXT. Hunter doesn't own NXT. Shawn Michaels doesn't own NXT. Vince McMahon owns NXT. And I will do whatever I want to do with it. Thus, what's going on lately? I do not think that Vince is doing backflips over the fact that NXT, quote unquote, lost to AEW on Wednesday nights. That is a perception thing. And if there is one thing that I learned from Vince McMahon one-on-one is that perception is reality, Bubba. Nobody gives a damn about the truth in wrestling. It's all about the perception. He, he basically had me cornered one day, Dave, teaching me this lesson. And the perception is that AEW won. So now I'm going to take NXT and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want with it. And I'm going to turn it in, in back into what it was originally meant to be. Dave, how many times in the past two years, three years, do we come on this show and go, oh my God, TakeOver was better than a pay-per-view. Oh my God. All the time. Uh, All the time. Uh, NXT was better than Raw or SmackDown. NXT almost became an ECW for Vince, another thorn in his side. Do you really think that Vince McMahon wants NXT to be a better product or a more liked product than Raw or SmackDown? I would think not. Imagine if the New York Yankees or any professional sports team, their triple-A club was better more liked, more appreciated, more watched, more talked about, more revered than the actual Major League Baseball team. No, Nobody would want that. And that's what NXT was talk- turning into for the WWE. Forget about the ratings. Yes, we understand that the rating on Wednesday night, the <clears throat> 700 to maybe every once in a while, 800,000 number that they popped and I, and I I might be uh, being kind on these numbers right now. Despite the rating, we still like the product considerably better than Raw and most of the time more than SmackDown. So the cross treatment, the Keith Lee treatment, <clears throat> Vince making these cuts, it's his. I don't want people talking about NXT anymore the way they're talking about it. So now this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn it in to what it was originally supposed to be. Textbook definition of developmental system. And you're going to develop these talents from day one 
the way I want them developed in my image. I want big men. I want wrestlers that used to look like wrestlers. This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. But, Bully, we got we to gotta go into rewind here because you talked about Ring of Honor and the influence that was NXT. And I think that's where something really clicked with the WWE. And you got to go back to probably about six or seven years ago. And then you talk about the popularity of a CM Punk and a Daniel Bryan. They really, I think, started to understand the value of independent wrestling. Because if you look at the structure of the WWE for a long time, you saw a lot of athletes that weren't from the wrestling world. And they brought them in. And a lot of those characters and personalities didn't pan out. And then you saw the rise of indie wrestling. You saw the rise of a lot of affiliates like a Ring of Honor gaining steam and gaining popularity. And I think really Triple H 
you know, who's the guy behind NXT. He was the one that really pushed for a developmental uh, product within the WWE. I mean, there's the story of where he's sitting in a meeting with a lot of WWE executives and they're talking about merchandise and TV time and everything else. And then he was like, well, wait a second. What about like the talent themselves and like developing new talent? And they looked at him like he had a third head, but he started NXT, you know, coming out of, you know, Florida uh, championship wrestling. And then we started to see the development of NXT and really to the takeovers. You to, you talked about the takeovers bully that have really outshined even the main roster pay-per-views. I remember, you know, the takeovers starting and they were all at full sale until the one in 2015 in Brooklyn. It was right around SummerSlam. And I remember having a conversation with Doug on air, like could NXT really sell out the Barclays center? Like, could they sell out a 15,000-plus arena for a show that's, you know, one hour on the WWE Network? And they did. And they didn't have a problem doing it. And that really started this, you know, this coming to surface, this emergence of NXT. Go ahead, Bully. Look Look at what you just said there about what you said to Doug. Can NXT really sell out the Barclays Center? NXT, despite being under the umbrella of the WWE, was something different than traditional WWE, right? Yeah, yep. And just the fact that it was different, people clamored for it, right? Yep. Did NXT sell out that first Barclays Center? Yes. Did AEW sell out All In? Yes. See the similarities? Anything and everything that is not WWE will be consumed by wrestling fans because i think wrestling fans are tired of wwe or maybe i should say um smarter wrestling fans wrestling fans that are in the know not your average wwe fan there are a lot of people that are turned off with the product and thus will run for anything else that is not traditional WWE. And NXT was more Ring of Honor, which was hot at that time, than traditional WWE. You, If you look at ECW, if you look at NXT, if you look at AEW, they are all very similar in, in a lot of ways. One of the ways they're all the most similar... None of them were traditional WWE, and wrestling fans ran to them. It's true. It's absolutely true. And, you know, you look at, I remember WrestleMania 31 in San Jose, you know, in, in, on, in, around San Francisco. They had an NXT show. It wasn't a takeover. It was just an NXT show. It was, at a col- it was on a college campus. It was in a venue that held... I, I don't know, six or 7,000. I can't remember the name of the venue. They sold it out. And I remember Stephanie Mc, you know, obviously Triple H made the introduction that night. Stephanie McMahon was in attendance. And all people in attendance that night were chanting uh, FPG. You know, like, you know, they were saying, you know, because of the, the the PG product that was the WWE. And I remember Stephanie McMahon looking around startled. Like, she, she didn't get it. She didn't understand. But it goes back to what you're just saying. It's the rebel. Pe- people want to rebel against anything that's 
ordinary, anything that's stale, anything that's the norm. And especially, Bully, as you know, a 15 to 35-year-old. They, they're rebellious in nature. And that was the NXT audience, especially that night. And it goes back to what you're saying. It was cool. It was edgy. Bully, I think it's safe to say right now the WWE product is as far away from cool and edgy than ever. I, I really can't think of a time where the WWE product, you can label it as, as uncool as it could possibly be. This is Lindsay Rhodes, and I'm so excited for my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, to be joining the SiriusXM sports family. We'll be talking about the most compelling topics and to some of the most interesting people in and around the NFL. Taking a look at things through my somewhat nerdy football lens. I like to push past the low-hanging fruit to get to the real stories that are going to make you feel like a smarter football fan. So please join me every Wednesday for The NFL Roadshow, available on the SXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Our good friend, Real One, Enzo. How are you, sir? First thing I got to say, Jerry the Lola, who died and made you king? You did, Jerry. You had a heart attack on TV. We all saw it. People were worried. A lot of prayers were said. Pennies from heaven is what I like to call them. Proper copper. These are gold bars, Jerry. Okay, your highness? So if Andy Kaufman can make you famous in your first life, Jerry, I'll be sure to make you famous in the next. How you doing? Poughkeepsie, New York, August 14th. Be there. Who was that? Who's on the show, bro? I just saw. We got Cody Rhodes, the big show. Sammy Guevara. Me versus Jerry the Lawler in Saturday Night's main event. It's going to be a good one. Shout out to Northeast Wrestling and Mike Lombardi putting together some fantastic shows post-COVID. All the fans that have been coming out. Uh, I've been out here in these streets doing certified G things, quite frankly. You know, um, there's, there's a very, very healthy market right now. So 
I've, uh, I've been uh, very gracious and reluctant to meet a lot of great fans out in Pittsburgh and uh, in Ohio and, and uh, Tennessee, Nashville, uh, did a lot of shots out in Texas recently. Uh, you know, it, it's been a, it's been a pleasure, not a chore getting back out here out in these streets, uh, wrestling as hot as it's ever been. And it is a, a very crazy, you know, remember I came up when this thing was, uh, you were playing a game of Monopoly, uh, you know, and I was, I was working for the Monopoly guy, you know what I'm saying? So there was no other, you know, and I never wrestled before, so I had no idea what this independent market was like, how you navigate these streets, you know? So, um, it's, it's been crazy for me to get back out there and just see how it's working and all the names and people that I've seen, you know, they say when you're riding down that road, you're going to see the same people on the way up as you see on the way down. Right. That's what they always tell you. I don't feel like I'm down right now. All the faces I'm seeing out here with Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, uh, you know, I was talking to my buddy Fandango the other day. I'm excited to see what he does out here. Uh, it's exciting times. So, yeah. And there uh, you have it. And, the and there you thing, have it. The he got himself. He got himself over. He pushed the show and everything in between within the first three minutes of being on the show. That's a professional, you, right there. How, how you doing? <laughs> you doing? Clearly, I've been doing traps. You guys ain't watching on Zoom. If you're listening on the radio right now, I am showing off the hard work and dedication. She dedication. Dude, you look, you you look more, good, man. You, you got more gas uh, running through you than mobile right now. Bro, I got a full-blown <laughs> Danny Spivey mullet going uh, in his prime out there. Like, full-blown. Some days it curls up on me. I'm excited about what I got going on on top of my head. Uh, you know, they made wigs for my hair, uh, you know, in the WWE. As Bubba would tell you, kid, go down there and put a wig on. <laughs> Bubba kicked me in the head and I throw the wig in the air. <laughs> Oh man, but you know, it was fun. Uh, it was fun having that gimmick. I'll tell you that, but, uh, the wrestling these days that I've been doing, uh, you know, I've been coming out with no entrance music, uh, and I've been doing nothing with the microphone, but you know what? We still manage to trend in pro wrestling and be written up in sports illustrated articles and ESPN. Uh, I did a shot with a guy named Warsaw who was once in the WWE in NXT with me, went by the name by a uh, Knuckles Madsen. And Bray Wyatt loved this guy uh, at the time, Wyndham, and he wanted him to be in the Wyatt family. But, you know, the the brass there were reluctant to do that because this kid was a fucking hell of a promo. And Bray ain't scared. You know, he, he's got plenty of limelight to share, and he wanted to bring this guy into the family. And unfortunately, when he got let go, he didn't wrestle again. And then when Big Cass was out in Texas wrestling, Big Cass FaceTimes me, and lo and behold, who's on the phone? Warsaw. So we cooked up some stuff, and I went down to Texas. And, uh, you know, he DDT'd me on concrete, much like Ricky the Dragon's steamboat and Jake the Snake Roberts. I got knocked out cold. Next thing you know, Enzo can't wrestle. Enzo, why don't you give this up, Enzo? Enzo, I got Bubba calling me. He goes, bro, did you get knocked out? on? Because uh, the dirt's picked it up. Dave Meltzer reports on the fact that, you know, and that's and that's what I love about this business. That's the creativity of a guy who's known for picking up a microphone, going to do an independent shot, getting Sports Illustrated, ESPN, and TMZ to cover the shot, and get my name. Uh, my buddy, Warsaw, who I believe is one of the best promos in our business out there, uh, working in Texas right now, 
who just made his comeback into this business. So guys like Juice Robinson from New Japan, uh, a guy who was in WWE with me in NXT is CJ Parker. He had the balls to quit and go to New Japan, hit the dojo and try to get over. And he did. And I, you know, I, I love a story of perseverance in that regard as much as anybody. So I've admired his career from afar, paid attention to it, watched it, and couldn't wait to get in the ring with him either. So I get in the ring with him. Uh, you know, I get to wrestle Juice Robinson. Uh, we went 15 minutes. Uh, you know, there was, there was you know, a time limit draw. Some uh, shenanigans took place after that. But it was a pleasure. I got to wrestle Warsaw for 25 minutes with no producer in my ear telling me what to do or how to do it. <laughs> and, you know, it was just a match with some bullet points in it. It was a lot of fun. Enzo, you brought up um, Bray Wyatt's name. You brought up Braun Strowman's name. Are these guys that you continue to be friendly with? If so, have you Bro, spoken Braun to them recently? Braun Strowman owes me a million favors. What are we talking about? Braun Strowman learned how to throw a work punch with me as his dummy in the performance center, all right? So, <laughs> I mean, when you see that hand flying at your beard, man, he owes you one. He owes you one. So I love that guy to death. We still talk quite often, yeah. How, how are his spirits after his recent uh, release from the WWE? Oh, man, I'm going to let him talk for himself, brother. I'm never going to be that guy. But I know that uh, if you follow him on Instagram, uh, he is he is in some tremendous shape. And he is taking his uh, physical, you know, uh, very seriously and, and trying to find that longevity. Because, as you know, so many pro wrestlers, uh, man, they, they don't last long. And, and we want to we want to be that generation that critiques that. So uh, I've seen guys like Big Cass fight demons get pummeled. And, and, you know, and then go rise up from the rubble, humbled and, 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 and be in the best shape of his life. The guy, it's only a matter of time forecast is probably, you know, W. Morrissey. I get to call him Willie Moe now in public. I mean, I've been calling Willie this Moe. guy Willie Moe for <laughs> since I've known him. So, Will, uh, W. Morrissey, man, my boy, uh, he did. He, I, I couldn't be more proud of him. I know people hit me up a lot and they're like, oh, are you watching what he's doing? I'm like, you know, yeah. But more importantly than anything, like to let, to, to see him shining uh, on another promotion and singles action, you know, don't expect to see me there. Uh, I, I I appreciate that. And, and, and I know he is going to do everything he says he's going to do. So if you guys tune in to Impact on Thursday nights, catch my man W. Morrissey out there. Like I said, man, there's so much opportunity in pro wrestling. It's so exciting to see uh, people getting opportunities, man. And and like I said, man, I got out there in the world and in the independent market, the first wrestler I ever wrestled on the indies, Brian Pillman. You know, I didn't need to see a Vice documentary to know that Brian Pillman Jr. had a tough fucking life. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I was a huge Brian Pillman fan. So when he passed, uh, you know, Brian Pillman Jr. met me. Uh, I was I was with Cass. Um and he was wrestling John Moxley, and I met Big K. Uh, I met I met Pillman at that show. We were doing a signing together for the first time, um, reluctantly at Six Flags, where I'll be this Sunday. Also doing a meet and greet with NEW. That was the same shot that John Moxley did his first match outside the WWE with Big Cass. So they wrestled each other, and I was in Cass's uh, corner. Uh, you know, I definitely got uh, you know whatever he calls that thing, dirty deeds. Uh, I definitely got dropped on my head but whatever uh we we, we we got to meet pillman jr that day and uh next thing you know mike lombardi i asked him where's your next shot where are you working he said the mid hudson civic center 
well, what the hell, man? That's the last wrestling match I ever had in my life. I was in the WWE. It was the first cruiserweight tour, 205 Live. I got the main event, um, you know, against Cedric Alexander. And that was my last match. The next day at Raw 25, you know, the, the Brooklyn screw job happens. And, and, you know, what am I supposed to do? So, well, what is this coincidence that Brian Pillman Jr. is here? He, he comes up to me and he gave me the greatest compliment I've ever received in this business since ever. Uh, he, he came up to me and I get it. Okay. He was, he was, he was confident. He was, he did, you know, some wrestling, you go backstage and you gotta, you gotta watch who you're looking at. Are you shaking people's hands? Was somebody sitting in this chair? You know, you, you can get heat for nothing. And if anybody knows about it, it's me. Okay, because I came into this business having never wrestled before in my life. And much like Kurt Angle, I was thrust into the spotlight and got over immediately and got the goddamn people behind me. And I had no choice but to go out there and learn in the fire. And unlike in unprecedented times, people don't realize what happened to me. And I learned how to work with guys like Bubba calling the match to me out there. You know, like, Bubba, what are we doing tonight? It's like, you'll find out when we go out there. It's like, all right, whatever. And uh, I did it. So I ended my career with a title around my waist in a main event marquee headline. And I didn't even know I could do that. You know what I mean? I had to do it to know I could do it. You don't know you could have these main event matches or go 20 minutes or 25 until you do it. So it was like I proved everything in my own mind that I needed to prove to myself. So I was really satisfied with my career in the WWE. I really didn't want to make a comeback. I was very reluctant to get back in the ring. And meeting Brian Pillman Jr., I, I, within seconds, this kid walks up to me so confidently. I'm like, yo, he's going to get heat. <laughs> he's going to get heat. I don't know. Like, it just, I get it. I get it. He has no heat with me, brother. There's no such thing as heat with me. I don't get mad at anybody for nothing. I'll go out there, rip it on the mic. That's what I do. If you got a problem with me, that's fine. I, I'm never, I never hear about it backstage. Nobody brings up a problem to my face. So, you know. I see him and he comes up to me and he goes, Hey man, what's going on? I'm like, Oh shit, you're going to get eat boy just for being you. And he said, uh, Hey man, you know, uh, Steve Austin, I called stone cold just to, you know, first name you bring up is stone cold. Could you imagine what kind of heat you're going to get in these locker rooms? <laughs> and he comes up and he's like, yo man. So I talked to stone cold. Cause you know, he, my dad were tag partners and, and he's like a mentor of mine. And I asked him how to get into the business. You know, I did a little heart dungeon thing, and, but yo, anyway, uh, man, uh, stone cold. I asked him, how do you, uh, what, what should I do? What what advice can you give me getting into wrestling? And he said, learn how to work like Enzo. <laughs> and I, I fucking nearly go. fell. I was, wait, wait, excuse me. Wait, wait, say that, say that the fuck again. <laughs> like, say that again. And he said that to me. And I went straight up to the promoter, Mike Lombardi. And I said, when's your next shot? He said, we're working the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. That's our next big show. I said, bro, that's the last place I wrestled. Are you kidding me? Put me on the card with Pillman. I said, I don't want entrance music. And, uh, I'm just going to wrestle. It's just going to, we're just going to get over with the wrestling. Like I no promos, whatever. And uh, man, it was the coolest like thing I've done yet. Like I, like, I just got to wrestle a kid who I was kind of talking to out there, calming down. And it was like, kind of like the shit I had to deal with when I was doing it. You know what I mean? But by the time you're doing 205 live where you're out there with AJ Styles and John Cena and, you know, Roman Reigns and fucking Seth Rollins and, you know, we're working all these darks. They're putting, you remember, they're putting Enzo and Cass in every dark after Monday Night Raw just to work with Seth and Roman and Cena and AJ and the club and you guys and just these botched together six-man tags and stuff. And Cena's just calling it from the apron to me. 
You know what I mean? Like I'm in the ring, but he's calling everything to everybody else. And I'm like, oh man, but you're learning. And, and, and what an experience that nobody maybe in the history of our business has been thrust into um, to learn and, and to get out there. And so now like the second wave of pro wrestling is upon me and I'm so excited and, and it's just scratching off like who's out there. That's my homie that I could work with and, or a guy that's maybe nobody's heard of that. I have these million followers on Instagram. Like maybe I could do promos back and forth with a guy like Warsaw so that the world can hear him talk. And this guy creates an Instagram for the first time and he gets like 10,000 views on his promo. It's like, bang, like that's a new invention in this business. That's a new way that we can do this. That provides ample opportunity on the independent market for guys to just pitch their game. And I watched guys and admired from afar at a time where I couldn't do it. I'm an NXT and we're told if we make a YouTube, we're fucked. All right. Like you're getting fired. Like no, like business outside the business. Like everything you do is for the business that we tell you to do. And I'm watching as I'm walking through the mall, the young bucks are selling their shirts in hot topic. And they're getting their own pop toy, right? And I'm seeing this. And I'm like, how are they doing it? They're on YouTube and they're getting uh, monetized videos and they're making money, right? And then you get a guy like Kenny Omega and he's playing video games and he's getting over in that in that market. And he's taking that market and just like similar to what we did with sneakers. Like I had sneakers. People don't, don't even watch wrestling. They're like, oh, that's the wrestler who wears sneakers. Oh, he got his own Jordan. We know that's a player exclusively. Like that's a weird little niche. But they were taking fans from these outside platforms and creating and garnering synchronized, uh, you know, videos and monetizing them and putting money in their pockets. That, to me, while I was in it, when I saw what happened to Dusty, my mentor, he passes away and Cody, you know, says, fuck it. And he leaves the WWE and joins the likes of a Ke uh, Kenny Omega, a Young Bucks. They do all it. I saw that coming from a mile away. I think guys like Finn Balor would tell you they saw it coming. Like we, we weren't in the locker room so so jaded that we said, oh, WWE is the only show in town. Nobody else can rise up through these ranks or do this or blah, blah, blah. I always felt like it would just take in this new day and age in the social media era, uh, you know, like it takes a garnering of a certain audience. And NXT, people don't realize the alternative to WWE before it was, you know, these other promotions was NXT before it was AEW. The, the, the audience that made me and Cass was the most hungry alternative audience that you've ever seen in this business. The revolution started back then. It didn't start with what Cody's doing right now. I saw this happening because we created something by poaching Samoa Joe. Okay. Finn Balor, El Generico, Kevin Owens, right? Kevin Steen at the time, uh, Neville, right? You're going out and you're grabbing all the likes of the greatest talent that's out there and putting it in this alternative brand under this home of WWE. And you're having a women's revolution at the same time because you got Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Becky, all under that house at one time and tag team wrestling with Dawson and Dash and me and Cass. It was just a unique feel. It was an alternative route to the WWE. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. 
The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.